Pop Lab the movie. What's that? Well, it's our show that we did in Edinburgh 2019 that you can now watch. Yes, watch from the comfort of your own home via our website, friskyandmanish.co.uk. There is a click to pay what you like kind of situation. You know, we don't have jobs anymore. Help us out. Um, and then you can get through to link and watch the video and have an amazing time. It's going to be great. It was acceptable in the decade. It was acceptable at the time. It was acceptable in the decade. It was acceptable at the time. Hello and welcome to the Frisky and Manish podcast. We are Laura Corcoran and Matthew Floyd-Jones, a.k.a. the eponymous Frisky and Manish. Welcome to the second series. Isn't that nice? I can't believe it. it. (laughs) And the theme for this series, we decided, is acceptable in the... And we're going to start with 70s. The 1970s. The 1970s. Just to clarify. Yes, and um, we don't, also to clarify, actually remember the 70s. We, we were not there. We were not in existence. No. So we're just going to splash about in other people's experience and memories wantonly mm. with absolutely no recourse to fact or what it was actually like. I mean, we've got Wikipedia up. I think that's that's a good start. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing as having lived it, pretty sure. Yeah. And I mean, we, we know people who are from the 70s. We've, you know, we've... We've had some kind of interaction. And also what's great about it is, is that, I mean, personally for me, I don't know about you, but the 70s is absolutely my favourite decade that has ever been. Uh, The culture, the history, the music, the film. When I was in primary school, I actually did a project about the 70s. You see, now, given how problematic the 70s is currently viewed as, I do think that says a lot about you. What that I love my <laughs> complex dramas. Yes, of course I, mean, I do. I mean, could it could it be more gritty? Could it be more? Could there could there be more extremes than the seventies? The seventies is the absolute drama decade. I guess when you're talking about extremes, this is a decade where you had Scorsese and Dana. Yeah, I mean, not working in the same genre. Cultural milieu sphere. <laughs> um, how, can you even imagine if Dana had done the soundtrack to a Scorsese film? All kinds of murders <laughs> shoot you on the street. Yeah, I can. That's beautiful. That was a... <laughs> Rainbows and daffodils. Can you do a good Donner, Donner impression? Um, I mean, I would never want to tarnish the great woman's work, but yes. Too late. <laughs> you know, she became but a politician. I, I will. She became a politician and she became quite a right-wing one. I Did believe. she? Her oh. real name is... Oh, this, is, this shows how much I'm obsessed with the 70s. Oh, my God. Um, her so real name is Margaret. <laughs> I'm, I mean, actually, I should get Wikipedia up because I'm, I, I might have got that and wrong. And also, but. we should start with the fact that that was okay. Like, that's probably the first thing that we should say was acceptable in the 70s, was running around having a name like Margaret and being a pop star. No, <laughs> that's exactly what she didn't do. She changed her <laughs> name to Dana. Yeah, okay, she had the world of names at her feet. You know, she I, could have gone... <laughs> 
Kiki, she could have gone, you know, L'Oreal, she L'Oreal. could have gone. I just put Indana into, um, not Wiki- not Google, but Ecosia, because that's the environmentally friendly search engine, please. Plant a tree every time you look. Come on, get on board. Me and Greta, we're trying to drag you. I've literally never seen you plant a tree. Carry on. <laughs> but in my name, via Ecosia, there have been at least three. <laughs> a slave will. So thank so, you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the details, but you know, apparently... <laughs> Apparently it's helping. And um, it means I can have avocados, so it's Exactly. Great. I'm just balancing out my carbon footprint <laughs> with Sorry. fake tree planting. Um, Dana, I've just put it into um, uh, Ecosia, and uh, Dana International came up, and now I'm really sad we're not doing the 90s. Look, it will get there, okay, okay? okay. <clears throat> eventually. So Dana was... Oh, okay, I got it totally wrong. Her name isn't Margaret, it's Rosemary. Close. It's, you know, there's so allow other it. things. So I will allow it. Rosemary. It's in a similar world. Yeah. Uh, yes, no, you definitely can't be a pop star on called Rosemary. I mean, as she knew. Uh, yeah, she, she <laughs> entered politics in 1997. She ran unsuccessfully in the Irish presidential election. Ooh, she went big. Um, she was then an independent candidate and was eliminated on the first count. Oh. She actually, also fun showbiz fact, did panto with my dad. I knew there was some connection. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, was it was it her or was it, um, uh, her name is Claire Sweeney, but in fact it's both. Both. Separate <laughs> yeah. pantos, separate pantos. And also Madge from Neighbours, again, separate. I mean, let's call her Anne Charleston because that is her name. It is her name and I, I have, have a to, photo with her. Didn't have to acosia that, did I? Um, you have a photo with her? How old were I was, what, about seven? My God. Speaking of seven, back to the 70s. Yes. Um, so, uh, Dana was allowed in the 70s. I know, right. She. I mean, did she win the Eurovision or did she just enter and become um, iconic? I feel like because it was Ireland and it was the 70s, she probably won. She actually did win because I've still got go. her wiki up yeah. with all kinds of everything, which became a worldwide million seller and launched her music career. That simply would not occur now. Firstly, you cannot launch a career on Eurovision. No longer a thing. As Daz knows. What's that guy called? Do you remember he did that school thing? Look, oh, the honey, fact that you literally honey. don't even know. Who was our Eurovision entrant this year? Scooch. Nobody knows. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's the last time I watched it, Scooch. Okay, no, it was not Scooch. Scooch or Gemini. Um, it was neither of these things, uh, uh, thankfully. Baby. Okay. Um and um <laughs> yes no it's not it's not a it's not a viable musical choice. Your uh, Eurovision in general is not. Uh no I mean there are fun there are there are there is excellent music in Eurovision to get me wrong. Yeah I was just checking but you, you can't you did mean that. Do a Dana, shall we call it? Do a Dana, do an Abba. I mean, let's let's take it to the <laughs> or, to the oh, huge or them. <laughs> I mean, like in this exact same the decade, less, the slightly less <laughs> the, well known, the runners up. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. No, you were allowed to you were allowed to do Eurovision and be cool. That was yeah. uh, that was that was allowed. Odd. I mean, I, I don't I don't think Dana was cool. I think Dana became. A bestseller. Okay, controversial. Dana was sort of like the Adele of her time. In that, you know, I know Adele's cool, but she's not like achingly cool. She's like just good. And I think people thought the same about Dana. You know, like obviously she's not achingly cool. I just, but I just think that when you think of Adele and you think of her you think of her charisma and her, her her grittiness, you know? Like, she's she comes... I mean, she's from a single-parent family. I was going to say, when you say gritty, do you just mean Cockney? I mean... <laughs> Is that what you mean? I'm, I mean, when you compare... Like, imagine Dana's voice and imagine Adele's voice when they're talking to you. 
They're not from the same world. Do you no, know what I mean? obviously not. Um, so I'm just trying to put them, I'm trying to see why you're linking them. And I, I think I can. Although, There's... do you know what's brilliant? Like, because Dana, she kind of sings in the same voice that she speaks in. You know, it's like, I'm very Irish and I'm very winsome. And, and then I'm I just sing on to continue. Carry on speaking, kinds. but in tune. Exactly. Um, can you imagine if Adele did that? Do Adele speaking. Hello. <laughs> do Adele singing. Hello. <laughs> I mean, but how much better would that have There's been? There's a reason you do your job, isn't there? Hello. It's me. Arvis. <laughs> Wondering if you. I mean, that's she's not a she's not a fishwife. She's what? not Nancy from Oliver. <laughs> she should. All be. this time you like for me to go over everything. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> Palami and Salem is another choice. Oh my God, so, Adele in the film of Oliver. Look, you heard it here first. It's happening. <gasps> the film of Oliver already exists, and it wasn't Adele. Remake. So. In fact, was that what you, what decade was that? Was that it the seventies? It wasn't in the seventies. I'm oh. sorry, it was sixty-eight. And we cannot discuss it. Stop talking. Oscar winner, best picture. Right. Um, so I guess you know, perhaps the world would be a better place now, musically, if we could be a bit more Dana, if it was still acceptable to sing with the same voice that you speak with. But now it's not. Uh, well, it doesn't seem to be. You don't get it so yeah. much. Everybody's got their weird, like, catty singing voice now. Everyone's sort of like, oh, hello, I'm dead oh. normal, I'm dead. And then they're like, when they yeah. sing. And then boys are all like, yeah, I'm just kind of like down to earth or whatever. And then when they sing, it's like, you need me, man, I don't need you. Like You've they... really got a problem with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> and also, what a terrible impression. Um, but <laughs> He's from Norwich. Speaking of the 70s as a general decade not just musically but but visually aesthetically yes as a as a, a you know its own cohesive uh i guess time capsule which of course decades are you know <laughs> they are entirely discrete cohesive those, time capsules they're cohesive time that and you know from midnight uh on you know 1969 yeah. to midnight 01 and 1970 it becomes a different and, and that's why we thing. cannot talk about Je t'aime moi non plus because it was in 1969, <laughs> but we really want to just do the sex noises from moi je t'aime moi non plus. How does it, what's it? Je besoin de me non plus. Just do one sex noise. Um... Oh God! Now look, I just think you, you brought I think it up. You pre-record. You just brought it up out of nowhere, yeah. because I was so devastated to find out it was in the sixties and we couldn't do an entire reading with you as Serge Gainsbourg and me as Jane Birkin. I mean, because that would be the way round it is. Luckily for everyone, because I think even just that one noise has made everyone feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, write in, tell us, tweet us, tell me, did you enjoy that? It was So I'd say that this was the era of, like, the unnecessary moustache. It got stupid in the 70s. The sort of, like, moustache to have a moustache, to make a point about having a moustache, the moustache is bigger than my mouth. I mean, like, it's like, right. just have a beard, you know? Maybe it was. going to have that much hair on your face, don't selectively trim out, like, the middle of your chin and the just in front of your ears, and then be like... Oh, it's just a mustache. Like, no, it's don't. It's not okay. And it just really care about this. It got so thick as well. Yeah, I mean, God, the thickness. Which I mean, did that that extended into the eighties even with Magnum PI? I mean, he just didn't know when to Um, quit. Yeah, (laughs) that that was a you know a a lip slug. Stop it. Disgusting. That's a horrible word. 
it's actually a portmanteau. And um, disgusting. <laughs> no, of course. No, I totally agree with you. But actually, but then my personal issue with 70s hair is the hair on the head. And it's, I'm talking, I'm talking Bee Gees. Not that I, I mean, I'm fully endorse anyone can have everyone, you know, some people have frizzy hair, some people have hair that's unmanageable, some people have big brush hair that just nothing, you know, you can't do anything about it. But for some reason, when I see pictures or videos of men in the 70s, and it looks like they've encouraged it to get more bouffant. I think they did. Did I think, they? I feel like was they, there some kind of they fashion? Like, they did. Where a, they they actually, fluffed it. I think I told you this the other day. I was sent to school by my mum. My mum, for some reason, mum, if, if you're listening and you remember this, please tell me why you did this. You, after after we had our baths and, you know, I, for some reason, my mum used to, like, dry my hair. And, you know, there's always only about six or seven or something. So she'd dry my hair. What do you mean hair. for some reason? Because she's your mother. I know, but then I suddenly thought... caring for no, you. No, I suddenly thought, like, why was I not old enough to do it myself? But I think I was I was at primary school. I was young. And, um, and she, for some reason, she, I think that one time that one evening she decided I'm going to put some mousse some silverkin you know like volumey mousse in oh, his the hair are available <laughs> in case sure that wasn't a product placement <laughs> but um and she moosed my hair I don't think I protested I think I didn't know what was going to happen you should have seen the size of it you should <laughs> I was roundly, <laughs> roundly laughed out of the canteen at my primary school. I remember not knowing where to go. I couldn't have dinner, lunch. You know, I, I, I couldn't go like anywhere. This sounds like an American high school movie. This doesn't yeah. happen in Freaks England. Freaks and geeks. No, it, well, it did to me in Eastwick <gasps> School, Bookham. It was just so... And I, I don't know if I ever went back to her and just said, you just gave me the worst day <laughs> of my young life. But um, no, bless her. Did you? Did she say anything back? No, because, like, obviously it was a horrendous moment for me. I mean, I did, I looked like Robin Gibb. I mean, I must have done. And I certainly had the, rea- like, even the teachers were looking at me like, why is it so big? Well, like, it was we, probably... we don't understand. Was it the chest wig? Is that what really threw them? It's like, <laughs> and the wow. flares. Wow. Yeah, the shirt cut down to the navel and <laughs> white flares. And it was like, my hair was huge. And I was huge. going, <laughs> and they were like, right, what's going on with Matthew Jones? Yeah, no, it wasn't okay. Do you enjoy the Bee Gees? I, I mean, who doesn't enjoy the Bee Gees? Probably a wide range of people. Yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> I think what is brilliant about the Bee Gees is that they recorded, um, they wrote, of course, as we know, they wrote for a lot of other people. Oh, yeah. But they just couldn't leave it well alone. When they'd recorded, like when they'd written a song for somebody, they always pop up in the background giving their to whole little... It's like did you even just, Celine Dion did couldn't you, get rid of them. Did you just want to do the song, Barry? Did you <laughs> no, no, just no. want to do it? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I just want to be back here. <laughs> I'm just sitting back here. Oh my god, I sound like a character in Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know like let the, let the women sing, Barry. I mean that was that wasn't acceptable in the 70s to let women do that's much. That's true to let but them now, do anything. It's very acceptable. So, you know, that's In fine. fact, it's preferred. It just it just felt like they were there like holding their hands just being like no 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 do it like this do it like this. It's like they doubled all the leads and like they, <laughs> they do did. all the BVs. It's like guys. And, and then they'd be like no no it's your song it's your song. I'm just going to you know. I just just got this little just yeah. got this bit. This is a backing vocal just whack it, it? Up, whack it up whack it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. But then that's also brilliant about them is that they are then indistinguishable from the female vocalists to a lot of people's ears because I mean Barbara Streisand, Woman in Love. That I is mean, fantastic. And she literally, it was like osmosis. They became each other, didn't they? I mean, that, that's what you're saying, I isn't it? I think that's the thing. And it's like... She was like, why am I suddenly... This was something we did actually have a bit of fun with once, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you say fun. I'd say whirlwind of joy. <laughs> um, we, we wanted to imagine... Um, well, actually, no, it came the other way around, didn't it? We were obsessed. I was obsessed. <laughs> Let's be real. The royal we, I think I we're talking about. I was obsessed. 
And who isn't? Obsessed. With Rihanna. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like, I, I wasn't not a fan, was I? Obviously. But yeah, you were particularly. And particularly the song Rude Boy, which is so stupid. Mm. I mean, it's just, I love it. It's just, it's so like brazen. It's hello, she, Rude she Boy. Definitely is. Can you get it up? I mean, what a question. To, d- to open with. <laughs> I mean, just going straight in there. Excuse me. No small talk. Uh, excuse me, young man. Can you get an erection? <laughs> Not even excuse me. Then just let's go. can you get an erection? Can you? Can you? Is it? Is it possible? Good. Then may we? Let, let's crack on. Now let's begin. Shall we? Um, is how it would have sounded if she was, you know. Maggie Smith. <laughs> and uh, I just love that. Um, and you just don't see it anywhere. And we just thought, you know, compared to the Bee Gees and the kind of music they were writing for women and how sort of winsome and... Emotions me Of course, that's the... God, we were right. They were writing for everyone. They just didn't write for Rihanna, but that didn't stop us. Could be fun if they did. So Um, we thought, why not share with you that little little treat? So here's uh, Frisky and Manish's imagination of the original Mm. Bee Gees recording. Of Rude Boy. to me. 
in the 70s which you don't see anymore and I again this is something I am glad has fallen by the wayside mm-hmm. is legit children like actual minors like under the age of 10 being full blown pop stars like like oh like the Osmonds exactly like the, li- the littlest Osmond Jimmy Osmond Jimmy <laughs> long haired lovers from now the long uh, Milan. Oh, what is it? Where, where's he from? He's from Liverpool. Well, no, he's not. He's American. Okay, see, this oh, is what yeah. I mean. Oh my God, I've never even connected Can we that. just talk about how inappropriate it is to make like a 10-year-old child sing I'm your long-haired lover from Liverpool. I mean, oh, claiming that he's my. from Liverpool when he's not, that's child abuse, Hang let's on. be honest. Hang on, I'm co-searing it because maybe he is actually from... All right. No, he's American. He's <laughs> of course Amer- he's American. He's the only Osmond. He's the only Osmond. I have never made that connection it that he's singing about Liverpool. Is so awful. And yeah, I mean, it's so young for that lyric. Too um, young, too young. I and mean, also too young for that long hair to be foist upon him. He was another sad, sad victim. And early in this decade, I think that was like the early 70s, you had Michael Jackson still with Voice Unbroken yeah. singing Ben. You had... Donny Osmond singing Puppy Love. Jimmy Osmond's Puppy Love. I mean... Puppy Love. It's not okay. Puppy. <laughs> don't do the that more... to puppies. <laughs> and they I called it care. Puppy Love. I don't think that's what I call it. <laughs> that's called bestiality. <laughs> and you're being booked. <laughs> okay, so we've, we've managed to... Um... In the courtroom. <laughs> and they called it. Like, that's your defence. <laughs> they... Some they. As he gets taken off to a juvenile facility, <laughs> dragged away. This is all uncorroborated, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Donny Osmond was not a bestialist. Donny. As far as we know. Yeah. Um, just... I mean, awful. You're right. And just... I hadn't thought about this, actually. And just, you know, the noise they made. The noise. <laughs> More than any kind of exploitative issues. Out. It was oh, just the God. actual noise. So, I literally can't tell you who that was supposed to be. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm working with you and I know you. I was going for Donnie's puppy love. I was still in that okay, world. Okay, just with no I'm consonants. Sorry. All right. But, you know, even... Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, okay, well, is this getting a bit... I mean, okay, I'm, I'm going to go there because oh there's something I've been sitting on the entire time Ew. that we've been doing this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wish. Full disclosure. No. Full disclosure. I've um, done a poo. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would it be that? I don't 
Imagine if you accidentally soiled yourself and then you really dramatically told everyone. I've been sitting on this for quite some time. And they thought it was a, a point, but actually it was, no, you're literally it sitting was, on your own poo. It was poo. What, what has happened? So anyway, I don't know before I got there, because what I meant was, no, I've been sitting on a point or, you know, something I want to say. Well, again, I don't wish to know about your private life. <laughs> sitting on a point. Ew. No, okay, let me just say it. Sorry, okay. go. Even before, when we were deciding to do acceptable in the 70s, what I think is the most acceptable thing about the 70s, my favourite thing that's in the 70s, is the carpenters. Right. Okay, that's quite a handbrake turn. <laughs> well, no, From let's point out, I was heading there. And pooing yourself. <laughs> We've so gone. Hang on. We've gone headfirst into I, the carpenters, <laughs> and from I will that tell you. Jumping off point. I will tell you for why. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, there definitely was. Oh, do you know what? It's just because we've been mentioning all the different, you know, people who we think oh, of when we think of the seventies. That's true, and also the things that we think. sort of want to leave in the seventies. Um, this is not something, I and want this to is something you want to very much bring with you. There we go. That makes sense. Let's pretend it was that. Yes. Um, but can I just say that actually? The Carpenters, I mean, you you know, of course, my storied history with the yes. Carpenters that age six, I was actually a Carpenters fan. Me I and was my, a Carpenter. I, I, I was, was myself a Carpenter. Whittling. Okay, you don't know me then. because <laughs> No, this is definitely not what was happening. <laughs> but I, I was absolutely, I mean, I, oh God, I was always such a huge, massive fan of the Carpenters. Still am. I've even done a show about it. Um, and... One of the things that I think is incredible about this decade is that the Carpenters were the biggest selling pop group of the entire decade. Now, that is truly mind-boggling when it? you think that they were singing about... Jambalaya on the bayou. Not okay! <laughs> what do you mean, not okay? Look! Oh, you, you are not going to tell me that, that Richard Carpenter is a racist. <laughs> My God. Everything's look, cultural appropriation. Yeah. I can't with it. Look, that was a lot in the seventies. So let's not even but again. Also, let's not even go there with that. Um, but if you think about, yeah, if you think about what who you would think would be the biggest selling artists of the seventies, and also if you think about how many people were so embarrassed to be fans of the Carpenters because they were they even from very early on they were not seen as a cool choice. I mean, are we are we saying they're the Coldplay of their time? We get out. <laughs> <laughs> I've opened the door. You can leave. No, I mean, but actually, that's an incredibly astute point um but unfortunately it was if, if Coldplay if I liked Coldplay then yes I would agree but unfortunately yes. I, I I cannot I, I can't go there I can't I can't take that journey with You've you just been sick on yourself also <laughs> I've been on, sick on the microphone um yeah yeah no but it's I mean you do like the Carpenters they are wholesome a, a lot of people nowadays when I mention them some people seem to think they were a couple I mean, people and that because rumors. they were well they and okay that's uncorroborated but they were <laughs> but they, they were, were. singing <laughs> they were singing love songs with each other but I guess some people interpreted it as to each other but the important thing is that obviously we know very much the details especially of Karen's you know personal struggles and yeah. of course untimely death so that combination I think that's what makes them endlessly fascinating as well you know it, probably there are some morbid fascinations to do with, yes it's, of course it's like you know that's why so many programs you know documentaries and and biographies have been written of them it's inc so in some ways I do think that the carpenters actually it's so it's so wholesome obviously what they're presenting but actually there is so many layers to it and we found that when we came to 
look at a piece by the Carpenters, maybe maybe one of their supposedly perkiest songs. That's very true. Top of the world. Yeah, because I mean, we were exploring at the time. Um, we would, we'd uh, let's not lie. We'd been advised to do something current. <laughs> By our then agents. To stay with the kids. Um, and so we were, you know, let's say a good 500 miles outside our comfort zone in the world of grime. At least. Actually, that's not fair. Sorry, what did you call it? Grime. Okay, good. I thought, I thought you said grime. I actually freaking love it. Like, I fully loved Professor Green's Breakthrough album. I could recite most of it to you. Please don't. Um, I loved a bit of Tiny. I loved that album. Well, I know why you'd like Tiny. Look. He literally wrote a song about you. Brisky. <laughs> no wonder. Um, you know, I actually did love me a little bit of mainstream grime. In yeah, that, I mean, you you, you were definitely the engine behind this because I think the first time that the... the, the, the the idea of griming the carpenters presented itself. I think I, I think I had to sit down. I think I had to sniff a bit of a, 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 a nosegay, didn't I? I uh, was not salt. nosegay. You said smelling salt, <laughs> and I said <laughs> nosegay. Yeah, it tells you everything you need to know, reader. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't quite see it happening. This blasphemy, but then we approached it, and as with all the things we do, I realised, oh, that's, uh, there's a reason for that. There's, there there's a real reason why that works. She's actually a genius, works. is what you realise. Yeah. <laughs> Karen is a genius, you're yeah, right. right. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it just goes. It, the lyrics, it's, it's all in the lyrics, that kind of bombast, the bombast of grind. That was it, wasn't it? It was about the bombast and, you know, and also I think we, you know, what was obvious was taking unfettered joy in the case of the carpenters mm. um, and how easily that can be reimagined mm. as uh, yeah bombast yeah so reappropriated thank you I don't know repositioned um, yes reframed um, regenerated so feel free right now to have a listen to what happens when the carpenters go grab One doing everything I see Not a cloud in the sky, got the sun in my eye And I won't be surprised if it's a dream Everything that I want the world to be It's now coming true, especially for me And the reason is clear, it's because you are here You're the newest fit to heaven that I see I'm on the top of the world Looking down On creation And the only Explanation I can find The only explanation Is the love that I found Things are not the same In 
Grinchy, Panny, Dizzy, Daffy, Sleepy, Dopey, Grumpy. It's off to where we go. And Snow White, you is well back. Another thing that I believe was acceptable in the 70s, based on the uh, glut of examples we have of it, is, I guess, a category, a subgenre of music, if you will, that, uh, that I would call baby-making music. Yes, I think that's... Do you know what a, I mean? Yes, because right. also, obviously, there's lots and lots of sexy, sexy music, mm. but they were so brazen in the 70s. I mean, let's, let's check back to when I said that, obviously, the decade just started with Je t'aime, moi non plus. So maybe that kicked it off. Do you think that... Because that was so explicit. Let's not even get into the whole thing of whether it's appropriate for, you know, everybody to hear. But, you know, you're just... You're you're out, you're hanging out, you're washing, and suddenly... And you're like, no! Oh, so you're allowed to do it and I'm not. No, I'm not allowed either. I shouldn't have done it. It was horrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I didn't know what it was. You, also, did, you did the music as well. Noises. I just want to be clear. That, was, that wasn't that was not a fair representation. I'm, I'm much more expressive. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't. Anyone who's ever seen you on stage will know exactly how expressive you are when you have sex. Ah! I'm sorry. Can you imagine if I'm anything like I am on stage when I have sex? I how? can. And I think many people who watch the show would very I'm much like to think that mantis. that is what you're like. I wouldn't eat someone alive. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you have a good chew though just a good gnaw a little nibble a little um, gnaw with a G a silent G was that, that was acceptable my G's not silent if anyone can find it <laughs> it's just hidden it's not like a, a labyrinth down there <laughs> you know like a bushy maze some people have trouble finding the bits it's a well well the, trodden if it's not that well trodden, thank you very much. It's a right bird. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, back to baby making music. You You're see, right. this is the problem, is it sparks you off into this whole world that you Silliness don't of necessarily want to go to in your day-to-day comings and goings. Oh, I, oh, I want to go in your comings and goings. Oh. Did you want to say the, the other way around? <laughs> you want to go in my comings and... Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to... I you see, if you Stop go, it. you have to be too... Yeah, anyway. You have to be um, careful. You have to be careful. Um, you Baby know. making music, such as what, Barry White are we oh, talking? I mean, can we We're just talking... talk about... I mean, just that bass line. That, before you even get into Barry's, you know, feels so good. Before you even get into that, that bass line is filth. I think it actually, like, I can almost feel it. You know what I mean? Vibrating. Like, up the inside of Nether. my leg. Like your, your nethers, yeah. Oh, anyway. Um, it's beautiful. And also, I guess, I mean, this was the also, the, I guess, the decade of let's get it on. I mean, he literally just came out with it, Marvin's wasn't he? It was like, friends. Marvin's just like, girl, let's so. get it on. <laughs> just say it. Just say what you want, Marvin. Don't hold back. I love it. Um, sexual healing. Sexual. If you, if you are a Kate Bush fan, as... You should be. Yeah. It's no other question. Then mm. listen to her cover of Sexual Healing. Yeah. It's not sexual. It's sex. 
sexual. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was all, it was just so laid bare. Literally. <laughs> I mean, it, and so, do you know what? But all of those, that's all kind of like the world of soul and funk. But yeah. it was also, it was out there in the world of the dad rock as well. You know, like, because you had like bread with bread. what I think. Yes, you, that was a band. They had, they had bread in the 70s. Well, they did. They did. They had a sliced loaf. Um, <laughs> bread was also allowed to be the name of a band, which again, would not happen because it's already happened. But um, <laughs> bread, um, they had, and I think what I thought of as one of the most beautiful songs that one that goes, I can't think of the first line, but it's like, Good, that's it. Have you ever really tried? reaching out? Yeah. <laughs> Let me change the key for you. You change the key, sure. Really reaching out to the other side. I mean, it's heaven. It's all of the With major those, sevens. Because I was literally about to say, what is your favourite chord? And it's major seven. It is. You should like the 70s as much, if not more, than me. Look, I do. I'm not going to lie. Okay, good. You, you make me seem like I'm the freak. I love a major sev. She loves an a Madge. A Madge seven. seven. Her Madge loves the Madge. She does. And <laughs> but the Madge seven, let's be clear, it's not a sexy chord, I would say. It's Ooh, a, depends what you play it on. It's <laughs> No, I mean <laughs> I mean instruments. <laughs> oh, no, I mean But it's it's a it's a chord of love, you know? It's yeah. like a it's the chord of like dreaming and kind of winsome aspirational love. It's also the chord of loving you. Do you That's know what literally I mean? sevens. Do you know what I mean? All the way. So that song is going so well and it's so beautiful and I just feel like it's about like the spirit and it goes and then there's that bit where it goes and if you're wondering where this song is heading to what's it heading to what's it's it like to? oh my god where is, it, where is it where is it heading to is it heading to is it heading to um, marriage dreaming of the world and the spirit and changing everything and reaching unicorns. heaven I want to make it with you Ew! I've never heard it like that Ruined but thank it. you yes you have ruined it no they ruined it it what? was going so beautifully and they're like I wanna put my penis in you so, <laughs> so you think that making it I mean, oh come on of course okay, it sure. is but of I mean also you know I hope I, I hope I make it like in the world like I I, I can I can hear a nice version. It could and have in fact, been. I'd like to hear a Maybe nice version. Maybe there was a nice version of it. Maybe no, they right. were just you're disgusting right. just... boys being disgusting boys. It's not acceptable. Well, it was acceptable. It was acceptable in the 70s. Speaking of disgusting boys, one mainstream film that is a massive hit from the 70s that's just questionable boys being very questionable and problematic. Of course, I'm talking about Greece. Right. Okay. Oh, my God. I... Do not accept. I don't accept anyone telling me that Greece is better than Greece too. Um, that's one thing. Wow! Straight off the bat, that's you're just gonna thing. drop that gauntlet. That's one thing. I mean, everyone, anyone who who has seen the two and knows anything about critical theory will understand that Greece won. the The entire point of the plot is that a woman. Um, a woman has to entirely change everything about her outward facing personality, and also kind of like her inward personality as well, like, you know, decide to to change what her values are in order to get the man in the end. Whereas Greece 2, who makes the change? Although, who I makes think the change? Those... No one should make the change. They're both wrong. I mean, Look, you know. John Travolta, Jesus. he does, he's wearing one of those college running jackets at the end. He's changed too. Honey, honey, a, a college, she's she's been sewn into saran wrap. <laughs> she's, she, her, Listen. She's nicotine into her 
lungs. She's killing herself for him. She literally... Her <laughs> hair, her hair couldn't be Listen, bigger and more ugly. These are people who are living off milkshakes and hamburgers and breathing in like car fumes. Okay, they sure, 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 are sure. not filling themselves with good things. Ten-year-old uh, Matthew Jones, the one that was walking around with moose <laughs> in his hair, <laughs> talking about the seventies and the carpenters, and everyone going, "Get away from me!" I'm going, I don't know why people don't <clears throat> <I'm> going, like <laughs> me. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but so, ten-year-old Matthew Jones, um, his ideal woman. You know, his ideal of femininity, uh, obviously, you know, not someone he fancied, but uh, someone he looked up to, who probably wanted to be, was pre-makeover Olivia Newton-John in Greece. Because pre-makeover Olivia Newton-John is, uh, as far as this little boy is concerned, the pinnacle of femininity. And then when she arrived at the end, her hair like that, wearing what she, I honestly, I think I I I cried when I saw it because (laughs) I I turned to my my brothers or my mum and I was just like, she, why is she ruined? Like I, I, as far as that's concerned, like she just looked awful in her new look. Which so now when I'm an adult and I see it and I realise, oh, <laughs> obviously that's supposed to, she's supposed to look really hot and cool there. I just couldn't see it. As far as I was concerned, I was like, what she when she was all preppy, I thought it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. God. So this this is part of my problematic issue with Greece. But my other thing about Greece, I is feel that like this is telling us more about your problematic issues than the with ones women. With Greece. <laughs> women must have long hair and skirts. I honestly used to say that if I saw a woman with short hair, I'd be like, wrong. No. Wow. He had some questions about gender identity. It's because I, I was like, if I was a girl, I would really milk it. <laughs> I'd really milk it, bitch. Okay. You are not milking it enough. That's what I was thinking. Wait, so but, um, the skin tight sprayed on, sewn into trousers and the enormous, fabulous hair was not I milking it. I hated her hair so much. I hated it so much. Like it was when it was straight with a little curl at the bottom and blonde and shiny. With the hella fringe. Oh, I as far as that that was the epitome of of what you could look like, and no. and it was fantastic. No, but can I just say, Greece? So there's all these problems, anyways, isn't there? I mean, there's the whole like slut shaming side of it, the awful like that Rizzo subplot. But is that, that find... isn't that a defense of the slut? She's like, everyone, calm down. There are worse things be- I could do. Only because of Stocker Channing. I I actually think, but also, I mean, let's bear in mind. Actually, if you know the musical Greece, it's incredibly different to the film. The film is is very different. There's many songs that aren't in the film that are in the musical and the musical is much edgier and hard-hitting and there's a lot of, you know, like real X-rated stuff in it. Like, I mean. But then obviously like the musical you usually see is based on the film. So anyway, that's a whole other thing. You can get into it yourselves. But the main thing about Greece, I, I think it's the it's the way the men speak to the women and the way the women speak about the men and the way that, that whole gender politics thing in Greece is just, I just now, find it so painful. Mark, is this relevant to the 70s given it's set in the 50s? I think it's relevant to the 70s because the 70s thought it was acceptable. Okay. All right. I'll allow it. That's my that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. But it's just, it's such a depressing thing to have become such a big hit, I think. Because you totally see why. It's catchy. It's fantastic. Like, great performances, great songs, great cinematography. We go together like rama lama lama. Great lyrics. Good ding a dee ding de dong Lyrics have been bettered. But, I mean, that's the saddest song I've ever heard because they literally are not going to be together. But that's why it's forever. genius. That's why it's genius. Oh, we go together like so... absolute nonsense that doesn't make sense and we'll never be together. You see, they knew what they were doing. Oh my God. Okay, I never read it like that because I always think of that phrase, we'll always be together. And I'm like, yeah. you're a, you're on the last day of school. It's a minor. It's a minor interval. I think it's telling us it's sad. And it's a major second. Shh. <laughs> I mean, don't come at me with that if you're not going to get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay, I thought there was a minor we're chord in there. always... Be together. No, it's very major, I'm afraid. You're making fun of me, Riz? Now, another thing that was acceptable in the 70s was for a pop star to have their own solo primetime 
TV show. Oh, yeah, like a variety special. I mean, but... But Just every week. Every week. Every day. I just need a minute to talk about Cher's TV show. (laughs) Like, why isn't this still on the air? Why is it not still a thing? It's one of the greatest pieces of light entertainment that's ever existed. I mean, she really is a singular creation on Cher, as we know. But how? How did she get there? Like, when you think back to Sonny and Cher and you think of I Got You, Babe, I mean, they're both just moaning and wailing over a shonky little backing track, jangly, jangly. Like, what is that noise? Do you think we're going to sell any tickets after that? <laughs> Do you think anyone is going to buy a ticket to Mr. Match after that travesty? Well, listen, if it launched the career of Cher inexplicably. So am I sunny in this? Yes. Oh my God, quit. Um, I quit. But I mean, how she went from that to then doing, and this is on YouTube, if you haven't already seen it, who even are you? Go and look at it immediately. Anyone listening to this will She went, and during the course of her TV show, she did a section where she celebrated the film of West Side Story. And she did Tonight, which is, some of you will know, is a multiple character number. Quintet. Closing the first half, I believe. Absolutely right. Well done. Thank you. And she performs every part. What? Split screen. What? She sings every role. But only the women. No. And the men. Not Riff. All of them. Not Bernardo. Every single one. Not Officer Krupke. All of them. She does them all in costume. How is it allowed? And why is it not still happening? I'm joking, of course. It's like the first favourited thing on my YouTube channel. I want it so bad. And she duetted with people. Yeah. She, everyone who came on, she muscled on in there. Absolutely. My favourite Karen is, Carpenter even. Well, my favourite though is when she donned an Afro wig and joined the Jacksons. Again, I don't think that would be okay. That wasn't acceptable in the 70s, I don't think. <laughs> Actually, no, because Cher, the thing is, no, but the thing with Cher is, I mean, she has a lot going on in terms of ethnicity. I mean, look, you know. it is acceptable. I mean, she, she's like part loads of stuff isn't she I'm gonna look it up okay I don't know because I don't this is territory I'm exactly not sure footing what I want to well what I want to say is like I feel less weird about Cher doing it than I feel about like (laughs) (laughs) Bette Midler I don't feel weird about Bette Midler doing anything (laughs) which also P.S. their duet is an absolute highlight. Sharon Bette Midler. I mean, this is the thing. Bette Midler, Raquel Welsh went on I it. Mean... Um, you've got your, you know, your, your just Barbara Streisand. Everybody you know. did it. Yeah. And she had like an army of dancers and like their budget and costumes alone. And it's just in a white box studio and she's just mincing around doing whatever she feels like. Yeah. Whatever she wants to do, she gets to do it. I mean, when I say, you know, let's before we even get into the, you know, slightly problematic thing of her wearing a fro wig. No, because just... she was Armenian Cherokee. Thank you. Sure. So, but even if, like, can you imagine inviting somebody to be part of your show and then dressing up as them and joining in with what they're doing? I wonder if she didn't tell them, if she was just like, (laughs) you you guys will do a song and I'll just be, you know, singing in the background. And then (laughs) they turn around and she's like, I'm one of you. Not all right. She wasn't in blackface, was she? No, I don't think so. But it was just, you know, she she was in literally a matching outfit. And I just, can you imagine if you did that today? Can you imagine if like the 1975 were on or Little Mix? Imagine Little Mix going on Chatty Man 
and Alan Carr just shimmies okay. up the back. Stop, stop there, in stop the there. absolute hoe-bag colours that they, let's be real, little mix, they love a hoe-bag look. And I'm here for it. Stop it. But just, can you imagine? There was a time where things with quite big epic orchestrations like Dumbledore singing MacArthur Park. Oh my God. How has it taken us however many minutes we've been recording <laughs> to get to Dumbledore singing about a cake in a rain? It was Dumbledore, you guys. It was Dumbledore. Richard Harris re- recorded the original MacArthur Park. Someone oh. left a cake out in the rain. In the rain. The story behind that's really funny as well because I think he heard the song, loved it, wanted to get it recorded and they couldn't get it together. Find. And he was just like, well, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. And he just got it done. And he then it was, was huge like, And then Donna Summer was like, yoink. I mean, this, the thing is, is I'm more familiar with that one and, and that's the one I think of and I'm sure any uh, Drag Race fans will also agree with me that, um, yeah, it's uh, it's Donna but um, no, I know, yeah, yeah, as far as you're concerned, it's Dumbledore. Yeah. I, I was even like, did he? And then I realised, no, you're right, it was him originally. I actually thought it was a cover. He'd covered her. Isn't that bad? Why would Dumbledore lower himself? Uh, excuse me. Speaking of Donna Summer, I feel love. That was game changing. Game changing. That sounds fresh today. Game changing. Giorgio Moroder. I mean, acceptable in the all... In the evers. Ages. <laughs> Donna. So good. I mean. That's one of my baby's favourite songs. Really? I Feel Love. Yeah, when I play ding, it, ding, 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 she ding, does ding, a big ding, smile ding, and she ding, wriggles. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I would. But also, what's her other favourite song? Get on your feet. She does love that one. And she's more recently into the Spice Girls. Um, uh, Spice Up Your Life. I think she correct. likes the dance routine. Correct. Colours of the world. Every man I What were those words? You know what the words are. I don't need to do them. I don't enunciate with it. Um, <laughs> Jerry Halliwell never did. I suppose Chatty Man's not the, a good example because you need somebody who's made their name as a singer. So, I mean, imagine Adele had a chat show. Mm, and I and fre- frequently do. She should. <laughs> Lily Allen, didn't you have a chat Lily show Allen for like did a, have a second? Chat show. There, there you go. Lily okay. Allen dressing Lily up Allen as a little mix. Dressing up as a little mix and joining it. No. I mean, no, it'd be worse if it was Lily Allen dressing up as Destiny's Child. I think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like we've got to have that kind of questionable thing of, you, you're not allowed to do this. It was acceptable to do you wish you were born in the 70s? Um, no, because that would make me 10 years older than I already am. <laughs> this is where we're different because if I could change one thing about... No, but you, didn't, you, do, you, you wouldn't want to be born in the 70s. You want to be born in the 60s so you could, or 50s so you could be yes, in the I 70s. Want to, I want to have grown up in the I want to, you know, my parents grew up in the 70s. This is it. I think this is, this is possibly where our relationship with the 70s is interesting because it is our parents' prime of life. Although actually, would, would you say growing up, because my parents, so my mum was two when the 60s started. So did she grow up in the 60s? And my dad was four. No, that's what I mean. It wasn't right. when they grew up. It was their prime of life. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, so, so when they became an adult. Of, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's... For us, that, the 2000s. Uh, an equally potent musical time, but we'll get to that <laughs> another so time. so depressing. When was our prime another of life? Time. The 2000s. Ooh, the noughties. Oh, no, I've never I called know. it that and I won't. No. Um, I so... Um, that's, I think this is also coming through the prism of what our parents exposed us to. Absolutely. I mean, my idea of the 70s, actually, we probably have a similar... I think so. Because ABBA, The Carpenters. Yeah. Blisty Kendall on The Good Life. Yes. (laughs) 
But then I think... Oh, um, yeah. Well, my dad was a club singer in the 70s. Very true. He was, uh, comedy fans, um, the resident music act at Bernard Manning's Club oh, in Manchester. My God, speaking of... Acceptable. <laughs> or acceptable. It's all having a bit of fun. All a bit of fun. Harmless fun. Is it harmless, Bernard? Is it? Apparently he was a lovely man. Um, so, yes, no, my dad, so my dad was, and he was performing at all the big nightclubs. Because this was also when in the nightclubs you would have a turn. You'd mm. have a live singer. Yeah. Um, and you'd dance along to a live band, which I think, I mean... Acceptable in the seventies, and we do not get that enough now. You get it at weddings, and what a joy it is then. Sometimes, bit more of that, please. <laughs> bit more live, keep it live. Sometimes I'm like, mm, sometimes. Where's yeah. Gloria? <laughs> where's Gloria Estefan when you actually need her? Um, um, so, no, you're, um, you're right though. It's it's lovely, and it's but missed. his musical thing was obviously it was the club stuff as well. But I mean, it was, uh, it was a very mainstream, like sure. crackling rules in Oh, I love that. What what's what were those lyrics? Uh, that's what's the title uh, of that song? Let's not ask that question because we don't know. Um, I do also have the joy of having seen my father, photos of him in skin tight. I mean, talk about sewn into pants. Skin tight, bell-bottomed. Did he play Sandy in Greece? Trousers. Uh, he oh. Much, much, much higher heels than she was wearing. Okay. Um, skin tight crop tops and mm. Mm. I think a touch of mousse in the hair. Oh, a touch. There you go, mum. A touch. <laughs> a touch. <laughs> he was... I mean, he was going for full sex symbol in the seventies, and that's a very strange image to see of your father, you okay. know, and then associate with that decade. I think that's possibly why I have so many problems yeah. with it. I'm like so unnecessary, too much sex. <laughs> just because you're thinking of your too, own father. Too no. many problems. Too many problems with it. Put it away. Put it away. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about the 70s or was everything else completely acceptable including uh, Roman Polanski no, everything Jack else, Nicholson everything else was unacceptable and we all agree it was unacceptable those are the only things that were acceptable in the 70s good that we've discussed yeah um, you know sexual harassment in the workplace all a bit of fun wasn't it I mean then 9 to 5 happened and it totally cleaned it up and um, now everything's fine thank you Dolly Parton <laughs> thank you <laughs> Jane and Lily fixed it for you oh lord um, you have to laugh or you'll cry so we <laughs> uh, we've we've. I mean look how can you how can you how can you even scratch the surface of an entire decade well, we wouldn't know because we haven't cohesive time capsule <laughs> in this these few um Waffly moments that I'm, we've shared. <laughs> That's the name of the series. <laughs> Frisky and Manish, Waffly Moments. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I feel like that should be like a quality street. Totally. I, yeah, like a celebrations. <gasps> we should put heroes. them out. Chocolates, waffly. waffly moments. Oh! What, is, it, is everything a waffle? <laughs> like, Look. But just different flavourings on it? I mean. You could do a lot with a waffle. I can. <laughs> They're waffly versatile. <laughs> That's not the seventies. Where are we going, God? Um, no, but yeah, as I mean, that's not what a podcast is about. Getting deep, is it? You know, we're 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 just we're blaring. Yeah, um, and we've all just you know got through another however many minutes of uh, this brief spell we share together on this planet. So, well done, and thank you for sharing it with us. We hope that we've helped to stave off uh, the impending sense of your own mortality for yet a few more. Minutes. I was just thinking, like, I complete them on their way to the gym, or same time. Yeah, <laughs> but sure, mortality. <laughs> um, 
If you're interested in anything else that we do, then you can find our website, friskymash.co.uk. There's lots of clips, videos, songs, uh, links to our Twitter, our Facebook, and our SoundCloud, and our uh, YouTube. And that's where we live, really, apart from really we Not live. Not literally. We don't literally live we in live the in website. We live in the world, and we live. I mean, that's houses. our online home. Yes. And our online home can tell you where to find us in real life can't yes. it whenever we're doing a tour I mean when we're recording yeah not like it's... our home addresses but where you can see oh us my on God. our stages <laughs> I think it was clear um, but follow us on our socials on the Twitters the Facebooks the Instagrams that's the first place you will find out about exciting new things keep your ears to the ground people thank you so much for listening subscribe if you want to hear more I mean why would you this podcast was written and presented by Laura Corcoran and Matthew Jones and produced by Barry Hilton all rights reserved, and please contact us for any copyright information. And d- don't sue us. <laughs>